You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Why does this thing take so... Oh, there it goes. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, we're uh, back. It's just luxury and I. This is, um, we had quite a streak of guests there, huh? Yeah, we did. I think we did. Um, you want to dive in? Well... <laughs> Dive into what you're diving into. <laughs> yeah, so I've gone full balls to the walls um, into the new craze, which I found out is has been sweeping the world since COVID happened. I know, shocker, we're talking about COVID again, but um, has so it? Uh, yeah, it's insane. So biking. Oh, um, oh because like outdoors and stuff like yes. that. Oh, um, okay, yeah. gotcha. So biking, specifically for me, mountain biking. So uh, I don't know, probably about a month ago or so, I was sitting around because there's there's a lot around me, at least where I'm at, there's a, a, a few bike trails that are really nice. And I was like, man, I don't really want to ride trails, but I want to get out into the woods and be outside or something. I was like, you know, it'd be fun because especially now, like we have our own gym at, um, at work in our, inside of our squadron, which... You know, at my last place was no, I mean, that was expected, but I was not expecting it at a flying squadron. But I'm like, we're uh, we only like, I'm, I'm not going to go back to work for like um, on a Friday because we work Monday through Thursday. I'm not going to go back to work on a Friday just to go work out. And I was like, man, I need to find something else to do. And I was like, you know, biking would be fun. And I was like, mountain biking would actually be a lot of fun. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to pick up mountain biking. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I'll be, I'll be able to find a bike. You know, I'm not going to go crazy. I know these bikes are like $2,000 and stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm going to spend like five or $600. Maybe famous seven. last words. Yeah. Famous last words. So I'm like, I, I look up local bike shops in the area and I find one that's pretty close to me. I, I hop in. I'm like, Hey, I'm like, it looked kind of barren in there. I was like, there's people, but there's not a lot of bikes. I was like, weird so i talked to the guy i was like hey he's like what are you looking for i was like well i want to start mountain biking he's like okay he's like, what's your budget and i was like uh and then i'm like okay he's like well yeah well first of all i gotta tell you we don't have like any mountain bikes i'm gonna be honest with you i was like what do you mean he's like yeah since the pandemic everybody's been buying up any kind of bike you can think of any kind of mountain bike to get outdoors people have been buying i was like really he was like so how much you think? And I was like, yeah, okay. I told him, I was like, I don't know, like five or six. And I had to bump it up to seven, eight, you know, it was, it was like, yeah, you ain't going to find anything. Probably the least, here's the least expensive one we got. He, Cause I, I made a lap around the store and all the bikes were like three grand, four grand. Oh, five grand. And I'm like, I was like, this bike doesn't even look that good. Like, no, nah, it can't be. Yeah. And, and he, he shows me, you're like, Hey, I'll I'm looking in the $500 range. He's like, oh, I got a fucking tire for you. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some rims you can ride on. You want a unicycle? You get to build the fucking rest of it yourself, <laughs> bum. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, so he shows me, he's like, the bike. He's like, tell you what, you know, here's this bike. This is what you want. I was like, tell me about it. You know, like, tell me what I need to, what I need to know getting into this. Cause right now all these bikes are out of my price range. So I like quickly moved my price range up to like a thousand dollars. So I'm like, shit, man. So I'm looking for some thousands. Like, well, we don't have anything. And the next time he's like, and by the way, all bike stores are like this. Next time I'm going to get anything in is 
And that price range probably won't be until the winter time, which you're not going to want to ride. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. He's like, but I have some other ones. If you want to go up a little bit, he's like, here's one for like 1700 bucks that we're going to be getting in in July. So I was like, oh, and he showed me it was like a it's a Trek. So this 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 uh, bike shop that sells mostly Trek bikes. And he's like, OK, cool. And he's like, this is the it's a service bike. So it's kind of like if you ever see like bike cops or like uh, EMTs driving around on bikes, that's what usually they buy this 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 model of bike because it's I don't know, it's essentially a mountain bike, but it's got some um, good features on it. And I was like, OK, cool. So then I'm like, I go to this other bike shop across town, probably like 30 minutes away. And I go, hey, do you guys got any? He's like, no, we got nothing. He's like, but I can show you some other shit. And I'm like, okay, a thousand bucks. He's like, okay, I'm gonna show you this one. It's like twelve hundred, or they got this other one that's twenty one hundred. And I was like, damn. Like it's like there's nothing. And it's like we're not gonna get any of this stuff in until again. Maybe he's like maybe July, but probably not until next year. I'm like, all right. So I start doing research, blah 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 blah. And dude, this is it is painful. So I'm like, I, I was like all jazzed up about it. You know, I'm going to go outside and do this. And I started looking. I'm like, I'm going to have to go to Walmart and get a bike, you know? I'm like, no, Walmart is going to have some bullshit-ass bikes. But uh, so I, I go around. I'm looking. And I start, like, researching these bikes that they tell me. So I'm like, okay, I'm sold on, like, I'm going to get that police bike or whatever it was. Not the police, but the service bike. And I end up, uh, I look on it. And it was like, I think they wanted like 1700 bucks for it. I was like, okay, fine. I apparently I got to spend that much money for a bike, like one <laughs> bike. Dude, I can't believe I'm about to spend this much money. I literally tripled the price I was willing to spend. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So then I asked my, uh, like my girlfriend, her brother does a lot of stuff with bikes and he also started during COVID as well. So I was like, Hey, we ask him about this for me and sure as shit. She's like, yep, he found this bike for you, and it's in Nashville. And I'm looking at it, and the guy wanted like 900 bucks, close to a thousand bucks oh, for shit. it. And he was like, he's like, trust me, this is this is the bike you want. And I looked 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 it up, and it's like, it's like two th- a 2009 bike. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. It does like it looks tight, but I'm not sure. And then I saw I went to a couple more bike shops because I was just bored, and I I tell him, hey. I'm looking at this bike and I show them some pictures. They're like, yeah, like it looks like it's good and it's got some decent parts on it. It's just old. So you're not going to like, you don't want that bike. That's basically what they tell me. You don't want that bike. Let me show you this other one. That's $3,000 that you want. I'm like, uh, no, I can't, I'm, I can't do a $3,000 bike. But then <laughs> I'm ready to get a look. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, so they're like, just let me show It's like, okay, they show me. It's got like, so they're telling me this, that, and the other. And I think in my head, I'm cause at this point I'm like, just, scraping the bottom of the barrel so i hit my buddy up and i'm like hey man uh you you work at a bike shop right he's like what do you you got anything that you would want he's like check out he's like he, he sends me the website he's like hey check out this um you he starts asking me questions and i'm i'm slowly after talking to all these people i have in my mind like oh okay i want you know I don't want a full suspension. I just want a front suspension, hardtail. I start picking up all these little small words, but really I barely fucking know what they mean. You know, I'm like, I sound like a guru, but I don't really know. Yeah, that's awesome. So, but like, I'm slowly learning, picking up the lingo. And 
he's like, okay, cool, cool. And meanwhile, my girlfriend's brother is like, hey, um, I think you'd really like this bike. I'm going to buy it. And if you want to buy it off of me, like same price, feel free. I, I don't care. But I really like this bike. And so I start talking to him. like, And I was like, also, because I had never met her brother before. And oh, what an intro, huh? Yeah, all right. And so she's like, Well, let me just put like so I don't have to ask all these questions. And he answered, She uh, she just put me in contact with her. We like got all like all three of us in like a Facebook group chat and we started talking. And he starts talking to me about this bike. And then, meanwhile, at the same time, my buddy was like, Bro, I have this bike, it's a Marin. That's the name <laughs> of it. Uh, sorry, it's a, a no, not a Marin, it's a Marin team we might be getting it in um i'll let you know i should know something by friday i'm like oh shit and he showed me he shows me the website there's two different ones there's that the, it's like one that's 2400 dollars, and there's this one that's like 1400 bucks uh it's about it's like closer to 15 so it's like 15 and 25 so i'm like okay i'm looking i'm looking and i'm like dude this looks this looks pretty legit like it had had the like i like gum shoe like gum sole shoes and it has gum sole or gum tires. I was like, dude, that's kind of tight. It's kind of tight. Looking, I'm like, all right, well, if based on what if he gets back to me or not, I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna I'll buy the 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 new one from my buddy who he lives in Utah. Shout out to two Hoosiers cyclery, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm a Hoosier if for any of you who know. So like they two of my actually three of my buddies who I went to school with two of them started the bike shop and then my other buddy who I bought the bike from he started working out there in Utah so all three Hoosiers so then I'm like okay and I asked I asked um Maria that's my girlfriend I asked her like hey um do you want to uh is he gonna buy the bike he's like yep I'm going to pick it up I'm like fuck it I'm just gonna buy it and then I asked my buddy I was like hey man are you getting that bike he's like uh I'll let you know by the end of the day. Somebody else bought it, but if, if they don't let me know by the end of the day, it's yours. I'm like, all right. So he's, he hits me back and he's like, hey, uh, the bike's yours if you want it. I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> so I bought two fucking bikes. <laughs> oh my god! Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> How did that happen? I got fucking. I got high on the adrenaline. Oh, you got in the moment. You got in the moment. I got in the moment and. By the way, so I, I and I think I told you guys, or I didn't tell the podcast. I sold my house too, so I had a little bit of extra funds. So I was I was feeling uh, you know high in the hog, and <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know what? I bought this bike for like you know 900 bucks essentially. I think it was like eight eight nineties, which is steel. And then more I start look, and then I ask I ask Maria's brother. I'm like, hey, uh, like what do you think about this bike? He was like, man, I think because oh. The it's the bike from the old bike is called uh, uh it's a Gary Fisher and that's this one guy he made like he kind of revolutionized the sport of mountain biking and some people say he even started the sport of mountain biking because he would make these he's kind of eccentric um he's he's kind of like a Richard Branson guy kind of type of guy which I know we're gonna revisit a little bit later but um just kind of eccentric he's got a handlebar mustache. And kind of long, like back in the day, he started, you know, racing and he just did not fit the mold. And he um, made these frames and like they're kind of they stopped making them basically in 2010 because this other company, that company I told you, Trek, they bought them. And then they kept on producing it under his name, but then they just got rid of his name. And um, so this bike is super unique. And 
Maria's brother is telling me about it. He's like, the bike's unique. Like it's got all these parts on it. Like the brakes that are coming on it versus the Marin are better. It's got better suspension. It's got more hardcore um, shifter. The gearing's better. All this stuff is better on it. He's like, you need to buy this bike. Like the, the team one, which is the Marin is nice, but um, it's not as good as this other bike. So I'm like, okay, but also couldn't pass up because everybody, like I talked to at the local bike shops when I told them about the Marin too, they're like, yeah, you want the Marin. It's even though that Garrett, the Gary has, uh, it has, you know, some good, good components on it. The Marin's a little bit more new age, you know, and it's got, it's got, it's got what you want on it. So then I'm like, shit, man. So I end up with two bikes. So I go pick one up. Cause I went down to visit, hang out for 4th of July with my uh, girlfriend's family. And, uh, <laughs> I just been, like I said, I rode that one and then they, my buddy shipped it to me and I got it about a week later and I just been, <laughs> I've been a biker boy ever since. Go ahead. What have you been doing with it? Have you, you been changing out the parts and stuff like that? So, um, my plan is I'm going to leave. So I call them Gary and Mary. Gary because the Gary Fisher and that's that's part part of the reason why I got I bought the Gary is because I just got attached to it so like I started calling like once I saw I named it Gary it was over like I had to buy the bike because <laughs> like I can't like you know it's like when you go to an animal shelter and you see a dog and it looks like you oh it. yeah oh uh, it just becomes part like instantly you just you can't help but like love it and you're like all right I gotta take this home so that's kind of how it was with Gary and so I was like, you know what, Gary, I'm going to pretty much leave exactly how he is. I changed, like, I think I changed the grips um, because there's a couple little accents on the bike that I wanted to change the grips and make it look nice. So um, I did that and I put some new pedals on it, which the pedals are really nice, which also I wanted a different color, but I found these that kind of match. It looks a little bit over, it's probably a little bit overzealous, but it looks good now, I think but they're really nice pedals and I kind of customized it just for me, but the team Marin, the Mary bike, um, I'm going to, I'm probably going to spend my money upgrading that one. So I changed the grips out, changed the pedals. Um, I actually, in the first 30 minutes of like riding it on a trail, broke it, like broke it, broke it. <laughs> really? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That's what your thing was about. That's right. Yeah. I, uh, there's a thing that basically the thing on the back that shifts gears called the derailleur. It, uh, it snapped and I snapped it because I was going off, not like a jump. I was kind of on like this narrow wooden plank, essentially just kind of riding across it. And I got to the edge and I just got too close to the edge and I jumped off. Um, and as I was falling off, I, I landed on my feet, but the bike caught and it just ripped that, like it snapped the metal on it. And I took it. I was I went, as soon as I tried to ride off because I didn't see what happened. I was like, "What the fuck? It's not working." And then I looked, and I it was snapped. So I took it straight to the bike shop, and I was like, "Hey, um, I snapped my derailleur." And they're like, uh, "Let me see. I don't believe you." Basically, my brother is like, "Oh shit! You really did snap it. I thought you just broke like this one piece." It's like I could fix that. Like this one, you got it. yeah. And I was like, "Well, you got any parts for it?" He's like, "Ah." I was like, "I don't care. You can go. You can go up in quality. Just bring me something." So he brings me out. I was like, dude, I don't care at this point. I was like, I need, I need this shit to be fixed right now. Oh my god! And he's like, he brings me out like these two ones. He brings me like a lower level one that's 
about the same quality that was on it. And then he's like, and he's like, then I'm going to bring out this one. It was the Boss Hoss one. This oh, one, shit. this one is like, it's, let, let's say you have, you know, levels one to five, one being entry level and five being like competition level. This one is like a 4.5. It's, it's the shit. And wow. I'm like, dude, I was like, ah, oh, man, uh, it's like, fuck it. And it was like 250 bucks. Like, I don't ever talk about money, but I'm like, okay, just so I can explain it. I'm like, he's like, oh, well, you need a new shifter too. And I was like, and he told me, and the, the company is SRAM, S-R-A-M. I'm like, okay. So I go look and like, I don't like, like I have a SRAM shifter on Gary, but I like the Shimano shifter that was on Mary better and they're not interchangeable. So of course they make it like it, the, the parts, they fit almost exactly together, but they're just different enough that you have to buy all new parts. So I was like, I was like, well, do you got the shifter? It, it doesn't come with the shifter. You got a shifter. He's like, no, um, I have to order that. Um, Cause they, they were looking, they're like, we, we're not going to get any. They told me initially they weren't going to get any of the Shimano parts in until next year. And I'm like, dude, I can't not like, and I saw like go on Amazon right away. I'm like, I can see these parts right here. And I was like, just can you go in the back? And he brings out the the SRAM one. And I'm like, uh, and I'm texting, I'm texting my uh, uh, girlfriend's brother. I'm like, Hey, like, this is what happened. And then as soon as I like buy this, he's like, wait, and I tell him what I'm going to do. And he's like, wait, hold on. Uh, not so fast. Let me, here's what I suggest. And he, he gave me something and it's, um, I spent like 300 bucks on like all the stuff here locally. And then he sends me all the things I should buy. And then it came in like, it's like the stuff he sends me is like top tier shit, like King shit, <laughs> like top, like the top of the line. It doesn't get better than this, like one part oh, from shit. this company and it's still cheaper. And I was like, shit. So. I just kept the receipt and I'm going to, I'm waiting for stuff to get in. So I'm going to, I'm supposed to get the derailleur in tomorrow. I got the new gears because I had to change the gears. Also the gears are supposed to come in today, but I got, I think I was telling you before the podcast, it got delivered to the wrong address, I think. So I'm going to try to leave a, leave a note in the mailbox um, and just say, Hey, I think this was delivered to the wrong place. Can you check and make sure um, it's in the right place? spot because it's a since i live in a kind of like an apartment complex it's you know how it is like you have the multiple mailboxes and then if you order something you have like a master key you can open up but anyways so dude i'm i'm full in it and like literally like i don't have a whole lot to do at work so like i'm on i do a little bit of scheduling a little bit of training but the rest of the time i'm just sitting like looking at bike parts and i just been on i'm on a deep dive i i don't get on reddit and i've been on reddit for the last like two weeks, maybe three weeks, just <laughs> looking at mountain bike stuff. And dude, I could, I've been I've been uh, deep on Reddit for the past like I don't know what it is six months, but before that I never did it, and I wish I had gone on there before because so like got a lot of good shit on there, you know. Oh yeah, they have forums for everything, and I wish yeah. like, exactly like you said, I wish I would have known about it. I'm still kind of skeptical. I'm just kind of in this one group because yeah. it, it's kind of like forums without old people, um, right? But there are, I've seen some old people, they're talking about like people being 60 year old mountain bikers. They're like, yeah, I don't do jumps like I used to. I'm like, man, <laughs> 60 years old, I'm not doing no kind of mountain biking. What do you yeah. mean? Maybe I will be, I don't know. But dude, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm deep in it. I, I went from wanting one bike for $500 to having two 
and one being a classic and then the other just being like I, i'm already upgrading shit left and right so this is where we're at and i have i just have not stopped ordering amazon parts i love uh i love you initially went in being like hey i want like a 25 dollar bike and now you're like give me the best shit i don't care how much it is i need, <laughs> yeah. I need it immediately you know? yes. money is no object <laughs> yeah i need it <laughs> you're like the gangster or something who's like kill him i don't care how much it costs you know I mean? <laughs> find him i don't care if he like in a uh pulp fiction he says i don't care if he's in indochina i want somebody <laughs> hiding in a bowl of rice for me to pop a cap in that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that's the only yeah. the man i feel like p diddy or something you know it's kind of interesting how i mean not to go to covid but COVID created so many, or because people had so much time, they had so, got so many hobbies. But it is interesting seeing, like, as you progress, what your hobbies become, your interests, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I started doing, getting into, like, car washing, and you helped me out a lot with that. But then also, like, um, I was, yeah, I was going to talk about uh, my pressure washer that I'm starting to get into. And I think I'm going to, I might be diving deep soon, too. I might have to pull myself out. Oh, no. Yeah, because I like Spider actually told told me about some stuff, but I got like a pressure washer and now I just bought an attachment like today. <laughs> it's like, you know, before you know it, like how many things can I pressure wash? First of all, I mean a lot of things. But <laughs> once I pressure wash them, I don't have to pressure wash them again for like ten years or something. You know what I mean? So it's like, what am I doing? I'm just gonna collect all this shit. And I started, um, I'm doing do-it-yourself like exterminator type stuff. Uh, are you like are you like doing service for other people? You're like you got a roast problem? <laughs> no, I thought about it, but um, export your bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, no, I just I just started doing it for my own house. You know what I mean? And I don't even know how effective it really is, but uh, just those small things. You know what I mean? And again, a lot of it is like Reddit. You know, you just jump on there. It, it's a trap. It's all a trap. Oh yeah. You, you jump on there and I mean people help you out with what to get, which is helpful, but um it's kind of one of those weird things with Reddit where like, you know, if you said to yourself, Hey, I'm just gonna create like a forum or you know, a website where everybody can create every forum they want, and then people just contribute and help out. And it's like you would think it would like be a disaster, you know, but it actually turned out good. I guess the probably the critical part is the top comment thing, right? Where people upvote things. Yeah, so the, I so never understood the upvoting and downvoting because I just see on there people saying I got downvoted three times for saying something about this. I'm like, is a downvote that bad? Like, do you get kicked off of Reddit or something if you get downvoted? No, I think it just helps your karma, which I don't really know what that does for you. But um, obviously, the the upvotes helps bring it to the top. So then it kind of creates like a not self fulfilling prophecy or whatever, but it just like accelerates it because then if if it's towards the top, then more people would upvote it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but usually the good comments with the experts go up there. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen, because I think I talked about this before. If you just put a question into Google and just put Reddit at the end of it, it'll, you know, there's probably like a forum or a post that has the answer you're looking for, as opposed to like some like fucking paywall article, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's always like, 
it's like a random topic and then it's like hey i actually work in this industry and i'm like you know like the fucking top of the class executive or something and i know i'm like an expert on it and here's the answer it's like what the fuck you know well go ahead sorry it's always funny thinking about like i always imagine the person being like me like you know like uh I guess early 30s or like, you know, late 20s or something. But it's probably sometimes they're like 12 year olds or like 50 year olds or 70 year olds. Yeah, you know anybody. What I mean? You're like, how do you know about Reddit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like speaking of experts, well, this is the other thing I find. Like, so, and this kind of ties into not only the bikes, but like you're talking about the pressure washer. You get on these forums and people start talking about stuff. You ask, like, you ask uh, for advice or you, if you're looking, you just type in, I'm not bold enough to just ask a question. Um, but, People, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, if you're if you get anything the mid tier, you're complete garbage. You're just wasting your money. You have to get the top of the line shit. And you're like, you're like, yeah, yeah, I got to get the top of the line shit. Like there's there's no way about it. No ifs, ands or buts. Like I'm a like I'm wasting my money if I don't spend this three hundred dollars on this one niche part or whatever or buy this one tool. Like You're crazy. But in all actuality, like. The like the baseline thing is probably in all circumstances or most circumstances going to be good enough. Like, for instance, like with the mountain bike parts, we we're like, oh, yeah, you need this, you know, super high fidelity XTR Shimano brake system or whatever. And they're like, in reality, the people who are saying this, unless they're a professional, you know, mountain biker, they're not going to be able to tell the difference. <laughs> and like, when are you going to do it? It's like. It's like getting your car and you're like, oh, you got to have, you know, the supercharger. You got to have this, that, and the other. And like, bro, I'm just going to get like groceries with my car. I don't need <laughs> to, I'm not trying to set the fastest quarter mile time. So it, it, I, I don't know if you've fallen in that trap, but I've definitely fallen in that trap, especially when it's come to these bike parts. I keep on thinking myself like, oh man, I got to get the top of the line. Nothing's going to be better. Like th- there's only one way to do this. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, well, I do see that a lot, but I don't want to get into this topic right now, but the like used cars for that we're looking at for Madison, I was originally like, okay, let's just get like a $10,000 like kind of uh, sedan or something. But now we're, she's like, hey, we want, I want a crossover. I'm like, okay. So then it's like 15000 20000 And then it's like, well, if you, you might as well get this car and then you might as well get this upgrade. And then it's like 30000 It's like, wait a minute. I was trying to get a $10,000 sedan. Yeah. It, and now it I happens got a, every time. Yeah, I got a $30,000 RAV4 or something like that, you know. But, that's, uh, that's, that's exactly how I ended up with two bikes. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to have three different cars. You're going to have a Tesla and you're going to have your crossover on top of that. We were just yeah. talking about this. You guys weren't the the for the listeners. You weren't privy to this conversation me and Port were having. But um, yes, this is. I, I, it sounds like you're on the verge of doing just that. Yeah, that is. Uh, I do want to uh, unveil that. Like we were talking about how the perfect situation would be to have a like this, like the dream commuter car. About <laughs> how like uh, luxurious your life has to be for you to have just a commuter car. And then to have, you know, your spouse or somebody to have a crossover or something like that. And then for a road trip car to be like a truck or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you, I'll you, tell you what, you'd be living in the lap of luxury. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, well, I don't have a wife, so. <laughs> oh, sad face. But, but, uh, but yeah, like it would be, I mean, the electric car, I think is the, I think that's really what they created for probably, the, you know, the commuter car. But like yeah. I remember the Chevy Volt, I think it was. 
was the first time I really thought about that, where it was like it got like 40 miles or it at least did 40 miles on a charge or maybe it was a hybrid or something that it could just do electric. So you could do like your commute basically totally on electric because um, that's the most convenient with uh, just plugging it in the garage. But um, I was going to talk about the um, <laughs> one thing that messed me up when I got the dog and Madison like calls me out on this is. Oh, I so forgot you got the dog. Yeah. Yeah, we had to. Uh, I don't know if I did. I talk about this on podcast. We had to give it oh, back because it wasn't working well with. Uh, I was uh, struggling, but also the the cat. But um, part of it was like, um, oh, and, well, I should say, we got it from somebody, but somebody else want another person wanted it, and then uh, we kind of basically like fostered or tried it out. But then that original burr. Yeah, the other the person that was going to get it anyway got it and is really happy with it. So it all turned out fine. But um, I started reading, you know, like I was like, oh, shit, we're going to get a dog. So I started like listening to a podcast on dogs, how to raise dogs or something and uh, uh, reading comments online. And so when I we got the dog, you know, like we were like buying stuff and it's like, oh, don't get that. You got to get this exact thing and you got to get it. You know, <laughs> you got yeah. to get it from here. You got to do this. And then like with like training him, I like I was like very particular to the point that it wasn't fun and it was like gruesome to me, you know, like mentally. And so that was just and Madison was like, what are we doing? Like, stop reading comments online. You just got to have like like have the general idea of it, of what you're supposed to be doing. But like, enjoy it. Don't like be it's not like we're raising fucking canines for the military or something like that <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah. or you know german shepherds but um but yeah also same thing like when you go on reddit or something and then like i guess i was talking about with the used car you know like if i looked at the pressure washer i'm like oh shit okay so you can get like a hundred dollar um one that does good enough for anything you're going to be doing. But it's like, well, wait a minute. Why don't I get, if I'm going to get the 1600 PSI one, why don't I get the 3200 PSI one? It's only get the $34. Yeah. Double the power. Yeah. Then like, why don't I get the 7,000 PSI one? You know, that'll fucking break, blow my house down or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Use the cut metal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's easy to get caught up in that, but hopefully you can pull yourself out and recognize it. You know, it's kind of like a hypoxia, I guess, for aviators. Um, how they teach us to hopefully you identify the symptoms so that you can pull yourself out. But yeah, I'm a little bit serious. Um, the other thing I was gonna say was, it is funny how we have preconceived notions on prices, either good or bad. You know, right? We're like, you know, with you, you're like, oh, I could just roll up and buy a five hundred dollar mountain bike and I'll be good. And the guys are like, no. <laughs> Yeah. You think that, but uh, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but you're actually going to need this. Yeah. And I mean, I've had it both ways where sometimes I've gone something like, oh, it's going to be a hundred dollars. And then it was like, oh, it's only $10 or it's going to be, you know, a hundred dollars and it's actually a thousand dollars or something like that, you know? So it's kind of, it is funny. I think um, actually Malcolm Gladwell talks about that in his outliers book where it's just like, we don't have a good judge of, I mean, I guess in this case it's prices, but he was talking about judging of character, but um, it is kind of funny how you you totally like you after the fact you see it and you're like, why the fuck did I think that? Like I had nothing to go off of. <laughs> it's just like that's just what I thought. I thought it was going to be a hundred dollars and it's actually a thousand dollars, you know. But like, <laughs> nothing led me to that like assumption, you know. Right. Um. So if you got nothing else on that, I got another topic. Yeah, go for it. 
not necessarily maybe a topic, but a little bit of a story, a little PSA. Um, Vic, if he's out there listening, he's a listener, but he was telling me about um, uh, a Venmo scam that his wife almost got duped into. But basically, they, they send you um, like $450, let's say, on Venmo. So they already have, so they might like just um, guess a phone number or they have it somehow. However, those fuckers get it with like stealing data, you know, from other companies, seller data, which by the way is complete bullshit. Like that, that's been going on for so long and like such a commonplace thing. But anyway, um, so they have your number. So they have your Venmo. So they send you like $450, right? And then like, and so this happened to her and then she like, was actually smart enough to look it up and um or have like the clarity to look it up and uh she realized it was like a scam where they they send it to you they call you in like half an hour and they're like oh shit dude i forgot i uh fucked up and sent you 450 dollars can you send it back to me so you send it back to them and i guess nothing bad happens to you but they get them that 450 dollars back and then they tell venmo like hey i sent it to the wrong person can you refund my account and I guess like a computer program just refunds it, not like a person. So mm-hmm. they can basically get away with it. So they get $450 profit by doing it, if that makes oh. sense. So they get refunded twice, essentially. So they're like double dipping, essentially. And really? I don't think, I don't know if Venmo either finds out later about it or would never find out about it because it's just like a number in the system you know that the computer just deals with and a human would never even notice it on the balance sheet or something like that you know Mm -hmm. um maybe it's like below a threshold or something but just something to watch out for i guess when i think about it i don't know maybe i'm missing a detail but i don't i guess you can't get hurt by it but the other person's kind of doing some some uh criminal behavior i guess or cheats It's like you didn't really lose out on it, but um, somebody else got away with uh, fraud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know there's. I don't know if we've talked about this, but you got to. Everybody's got to be on the lookout, especially the elderly population. You know, like our parents or whoever else, grandparents. Um, just with these fucking people calling and trying to like. I mean, I've heard some stories about some crazy shit about. They just have, you know, like they might know that you're like going to be on a Delta flight. So they call um, pretending they're Delta and like or maybe like you try to find a phone number for Delta customer service and it's like a fake one. And then they pretend to be Delta and they're like, oh, I need your passport and your like maiden name (laughs) you know what I mean, or whatever else so that I can get you on this next flight. And then they steal your shit and they're gone, you know. I can't think of any other stuff, but I know. Uh, I guess I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> so just be, yeah, just be careful about that stuff. Be on the lookout. Let me see. I think I might have a couple of terms. Um, oh, so how about this one? This is a short one, but I heard it the other day and I was thinking, I was like, this is really weird. So you ever heard of, um, you know what a funny term is, I should say, playing grab ass. 
<laughs> like, or thinking about it, like people are like, oh, these guys are, you know, just going around playing grab ass. I'm like, who's like running around and playing like big game grab ass? Like, yeah, you're really like, awesome. just, let me grab your ass. Like, what do you do? Like, is it a pinch or is it like you're trying to like grab as much as you can? And at what point, like, even if all parties involved are willing to play, like, what's the benefit? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is like this, this this game of grab ass is probably not that fun. like I don't know I feel like I already got tired of that game or it would not have been fun at all and it, and definitely it's not fun if you're not getting somebody's consent you're <laughs> just literally just grabbing people by the the butt instead of the pussy. I see um, Urban Dictionary like says basically dicking around or fucking off often without sexual implications. Uh, quit playing grab ass and get back to work, like you said. Yeah. 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 I don't know who's. I've never. That's the also, thing about. What are the what are the if, if you're talking about playing grab ass? What are the rules? <laughs> like, how do you win? How do you lose? I think uh, you got to grab the most asses, maybe. Which, <laughs> which is, in the end, you'd probably lose. But like, what, what happens? Like, is it like you grab somebody? Like, you grip their ass so hard, like they can't get away. You're like, oh, I can't shake them. I can't shake them. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I can't grab the back, like holding their head, you know, away from you or something like that. Yeah, I just imagine like somebody hold, like grabbing a baby by his butt, and just like holding him up. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's all I had about that. It was just a, a thought I had. I should have had something else. Um, but yeah, the Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos going to space. There was like countless. Um, there's some. Good potential memes on, uh, or how do you say, like, high, uh, some good memes basically on, like, um, one art, one uh, snapshot was like, you know, everybody's struggling during COVID and like, um, you know, see, like, frontline workers are getting paid the least amount or like minimum wage is not where it should be and that type of stuff. And the next one is like, two billionaires fighting to get to space first. <laughs> <laughs> A meme made out of the headlines. It is kind of fun. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's cool to be the the first one to do it, and it like help maybe helps your company with publicity. But it's like, guys, are you really like? Is that really what you're choosing to do? Like, isn't it cool just to do it by yourself? You know, like you don't have to be the first one. And imagine the pressure if the CEO is on your flight and he wants you to get, or or if you're just the team working on it and he wants to beat the other guy to space. And it's like, hey, get this done in a week, even though you said it's going to be two months from now. And it's like, oh, okay, that that's really safe. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, since we're talking about um, going to space, so also one of, uh, I don't know, I don't want to throw them out there just because I don't know if they want to be on the podcast or who knows, but they work for NASA. And um, I asked, I was like, hey, so SpaceX, like you, you've seen their spaces, right? Yeah, they're pretty slick. Yeah, they they look slick, but they also look like they're about as thick as a Manila envelope. <laughs> like you know, you you watch people go like everybody else goes in the space. When the Russians go up in the space, they wear uh, full pressure suits. The Americans go up in the space, they wear a full pressure suit. You know, when they were going up on the space shuttle, full pressure suits. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. And these guys, hell, we got uh we we got old uh, Triton. He's flying to you too, and he's. He's wearing a pressure suit and he's not even going to space. So these guys are wearing like for all intents and purposes, 
like aluminum foil with sticky on the back of it and i'm like how how are these guys going to survive if they get they get stuck in space like if something happens they have like a rapid d in space they're definitely toast and i asked him so and he was like oh well all it is it's not like it's not made to like survive and function it's made to just like basically you just puff up like the michelin man and that's about it <laughs> and then you just fall back to earth because it's like you, there's no there's no controls in this in SpaceX's little capsule thing. You just you're just riding a rocket essentially, and you just puff up, and then they get you back home or get to you to wherever you need to be. Which I thought yeah. was interesting. Yeah, I, it's part of it is like well, there's like a more of a general topic, but of all the stuff we've done, we've done it for so long for the same way. But I guess this may be in a fucking Elon Musk boy, but. Uh, <laughs> A musk, not a muck boy, <laughs> not a fuck boy, <laughs> musk boy. Uh, is like I think he did a good job of like saying like, hey, you know, we've been doing this a certain way, but how should we be doing it with the current technology? You know, so maybe the there's new material or something that um, still makes them as safe, but doesn't like that you don't lose anything. But you yeah, I don't think like I think for the way they do it, it makes sense because like there's no controls, there's nothing like. I don't think they interface or anything with the rocket. They just basically sit there strapped to a seat. So if they puff up like the Michelin man and can't move, it's no big deal. Like they're just going to ride this rocket until they either die or make it somewhere safe. So yeah, I, it, it, to that point, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it just looked to me. It just looked weird. I'm like, yeah, it looks like, it's almost like a fashion suit, you know, not like a space suit. It, it did seem like kind of a PA now. I mean, like, uh, I don't know if you watched or remember last April when they sent them to the. I didn't really get that whole thing. They sent them to the ISS, right? But they were like, it's our first um, manned launch in however many years. And I was like, what the fuck? What? How? What about those people that are in the ISS right now? They can't. <laughs> couldn't have, they, they couldn't have been there for like forty years or something like that, you know? Like, sir, surely you did this before. So I didn't really get. I think they were maybe talking about just from SpaceX or like a private company or something? I don't know. I, no, I think what it was is the first launch from U.S. soil because since we stopped launching the space shuttles, we've had to send um, – basically the only way to get people into space is through the Russians because they still have their Soyuz uh, – or not Soyuz, sorry. Uh, or it is Soyuz capsules. They, they, la- they launch those into space, and people just ride up on those. Like we will still launch like unmanned vehicles and like launch satellites and stuff, and they'll like be intercepted by this International Space Station. But we haven't been launching anybody since I think it was like the 2000s. Oh, okay, yeah, that's where it was. And by the way, isn't it weird that we're like competitive with Russia, but then we just have this cool like on the side space program? You know what I mean? Like really weird. That's what I said last time, or maybe I either I maybe I just tweeted it or something. But I thought that's so fascinating. How can we like be arguing all the time? And I promise OSI, this is not me being a Russian sympathizer. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like stating the facts here. How is it that we can launch literally launch people into oblivion on top of like a rocket, launch them into space, and then have them work on the same space station and be cool? But then we can't figure out how to stop hacking each other or more specifically how to stop Russia from stop hacking us. You know, like, can't we just like, well, why are we in like a not a cold war, but why are we in this, you know, 
why are we adversaries if we're literally if we can like say ah we're cool enough to launch people into space on top of your rocket and you're cool enough to let us do it so how are we not figure this out I gotta say, why don't we like see more stuff that's going on in the ISS or hear about it? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, is that such a weird facet of life or whatever? Like, um, not so, not society, but like operations that are going on that we don't like really hear about. I you, like I always forget about them. You know? I think you. I I think. Th- th- I think this is one of those things where it just depends on the news cycle or what's important. Um, uh, yeah, that's true. You know, like it, you whatever based on your news feed. There's so much stuff going on in the world that it's not like there's not information pu- pu- uh, being published about what's happening on the International Space Station. I think it's just it's not making headlines. So, but and now we're in a day and age where if it doesn't make headlines, it it wasn't actually news, was it? Name shit. Yeah. Like it's yeah. It, it's got to be it's got to be like front page and. Or we're not we're not gonna see it. But it's like, what are they really doing up there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I think if it's doing a lot of experiments, like, and then here's the other thing too. So they'll what they'll do is um, different companies and like universities and stuff. They'll pay essentially to have stuff launched up into space for them, and like they'll have like the astronauts do experiments, and then there's you know experiments that gov- different governments want done. Um, whether it's like biological or monitoring certain, you know, geological features on Earth or, you know, whatever. There's a bunch of different shit. Like you can just, if you just Google experiments on, uh, ongoing experiments on the International Space Station, there's, I guarantee you, there's probably going to be 50 different things. I'll take you up on that. Yeah, I'm about to do the same. <laughs> um, but man, that's got to be the fucking peak of, I don't know. It's like a deployment, but that's like the coolest fucking deployment ever, you know? Like I don't know how I like it. Uh, I know that'd be scary, man. Uh, I, and it's just weird to again, it's weird to think like all these different countries are just working together, but like when we go on back on Earth or when they go back on Earth, it's like everybody hates each other. It's like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know? Well, they were talking about um, how people they came back from um the international space station like they were up there for like a year during covid and they kind of heard about it but they were like ah oh, whatever um that's crazy. and like they normally like you have to quarantine because radiation and all that kind of stuff and um and also like they have a really weak immune system because they go up and it's like a clean environment there's no sickness and they come back down and so they have to build up their immune system so then like people normally like they'll come home and they'll be like, okay, you're like in quarantine for like two weeks and you can kind of see your family, but you can't really interact with them. But like they're quarantined, they, they come home, get quarantined, and then they get quarantined again because everybody and everybody else is quarantined around them. So like, this is really weird. Yeah, that's got that's going to be kind of crazy to like leave and then come back. And like you said, like they're weaker. That's a weird thing to think about, too, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> So I'm looking at um I don't know you might have, I might have beat you to it or yeah it's talking about this is a few months ago this is March 8 2021 uh, highlights from that week um, says scientific experiments conducted above the ISS 
the week of March 8th includes studies on how liquids behave in closed spaces, optimal con conditions for producing high quality protein crystals and plant growth in space. Yeah, I do see some stuff, but then it is funny. The, the first thing I saw space station research experiments on NASA.gov, I think it's like last updated March, 2018. I'm like, I'm on to you fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe I guess it makes sense that they're trying to do stuff for, uh, for possible Mars in the future. You know what I yeah. mean? And I got so I got this one right here, like from today. It says astronaut Thomas Pesquet tests uh, using augmented reality. Um, there's a bunch of different shit. Well, that's pretty cool. Shane Kim Shane Kimbrough configures advanced plant habitat. That's from five hours ago. Um, the same guy, Thomas Piscoet, works on space manufacturing study. It looks like how they're going to 3D print something in space or some shit, you know. Different, different. It looks like there's just a, they got a bunch of different fucking things. They're just working their ass off, it sounds like. Yeah, and that's the other thing I was thinking about. Like, how how is life up there? You know, like, are they watching Netflix? You know, are they, do they have good meals? I think no and no. <laughs> I know? think they get Wi-Fi, but I bet, dude. I, from what I heard, I remember listening to somebody there saying, you work like 12 hours, like 12 hard ass hours. That's bullshit. Over, and then like you go, you get like a couple hours, like obviously you're going to get like your eight hours of sleep. But so that means that leaves you like four hours alone time and like to eat and do whatever else you're going to do. So yeah, man, like I, I could definitely see, and you're up there for, you know, six months on every day on day in day out day in day out you don't get off day really it's yeah. a fucking uh, international sweatshop isn't it yeah that's what it should be <laughs> the iss the international sweatshop <laughs> like we think they're all like having fun up there and like you know learning stuff but they're really like hey get back to work otherwise we're just gonna throw you out the fucking uh you know <laughs> we're gonna yeah. eject you you know you, you played among us well it's about to be among you <laughs> <laughs> But isn't yeah. that like that's so, so they they must do rigorous like mental tests because that you must be so susceptible to going fucking crazy there right you know sure I think that and I think that's kind of like the mo for the astronauts like uh, they did a lot of psychological testing and like just physical testing to see like how how well you would endure like all being alone or being in confined spaces which this is another thing people talk about um, you know commercial space travel and not to say it should be this way but they're just sending people up who have enough money and like they can pass like a basic physical you know so it's like if if you're going up to like spend any kind of time there like let's say you're gonna even if you spend a week in space dude and you're not at the international space station if you're not if you're not mentally prepared or stable enough for that dude it's gonna be a shit show Jeez, somebody boys, gets, man like yeah think about like think about when we did any kind of like um survival school stuff and i'll leave it at that like think about all those mind games you learned and stuff like that and imagine extrapolate that over a week you know dude it, it, that would be brutal and if you're not yeah. prepared for that and we were trained if they're not prepared, they're just like going up there and nothing like not like anything bad's going to happen. But if you're just not in the right headspace to be like literally 24 seven in a, you know, in a capsule the size of, you know, 
a small kitchen, maybe. <laughs> um, and, and you're not like you're you're seeing the same people. There's no, you're getting no reprieve. If you're not prepared for that, that could be bad news bears, and you can I could easily see somebody going mm-hmm. you know stir crazy if they're not if they're not ready for that, or they're not they don't have the mental fortitude um, for that something like that. Yeah, that show would be crazy, man. How much time we got left? What are we looking at? What's the show on the clock? Shit. Uh, we got like nine minutes or so. I think I got a small one or a quick one. I do have a small one. Um, oh. <laughs> the, the fucking... Have you been on a plane recently, a commercial flight? No. <clears throat> okay, so when you get on there, they, they do this fucking stupid thing where they give you a hand wipe. Like one of those like wet towelettes that they um <laughs> they give when you like eat wings or whatever you know, <laughs> and it's like I you know I went to mine a few times so I'd have like three flights there three flights back so I just got these fucking twelve of these like things because I don't use them because it's like okay you guys wa- clean this yourselves what am I gonna do like clean it and <laughs> like you guys are relying on me to save my own life here you know what I mean like what the fuck's gonna happen if I don't do this. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's the fucking stupidest thing. Yeah, it's like uh, giving you a parachute. Like if you're, uh, uh, yeah, it's like giving you a parachute when you go on an airline and like you're not jumping out the window here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, are we gonna die? <laughs> it's almost like they're saying like, hey, we didn't clean this. We need you to clean it. It's like, no, I'm not gonna do. You know what I mean? Not gonna do it. Yeah, like that's too much, man. Ah, dude, I can't. I gotta say, I can't handle the fucking the mask the entire time from getting to the airport to leaving the airport. Oh, I forgot about your that. Yeah, that, that makes me not want to do that. Like, I've I've been free of the mask for a while now, and I gotta say, I don't want to go back. Yeah, you don't want to go back. Um, I'm sure you've been driving everywhere, right? So that yeah, that's like kind of the way to go, dude. I've noticed. I was, I don't know. I don't know if it was because of COVID or maybe. Now that I've been with Madison more, or maybe some places are closer now, but I've been driving more places, and it it is a little bit of a pain in the ass with time-wise, or maybe, I mean, it's about the same time, but it's a little bit more rigorous, I guess, just like, you know, you got to obviously uh, pay attention and, you know, do stuff, but um, I, I think it's much easier, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think we've talked about before, like, what, like, an eight-hour drive would be, like, kind of your... Um, you're right or maybe like i don't know six or eight hour of like okay maybe i should just fly you know but yeah. but within that it's like i'll just drive you know yeah exactly dude uh today we had one of the guys who are doing some work up in northern michigan and uh there's this crazy cockamamie plan that got came up with <laughs> it's it's ridiculous um it's funny and i think everybody also like everybody who i work with Honestly, this is like a crazy plan, and it's just been—it's a house of cards always. <laughs> but um, so one of the new guys, he—he he was going to, so he flew up to Michigan, took one of the jets up to Michigan, and he's been up there all week. And then he took—he brought a jet back from Michigan, and he landed. And they're like, "Hey, um, we need you to go back up there, but you got to drive." <laughs> And he had just landed. He was oh a twenty. It was a God. twenty-five minute flight from Michigan to Ohio. 
he lands. He's like talking. He's like, oh, how was it up there? Oh, it was good. Blah, 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 blah. We had fun. And like, yeah, we need you to go back up there. And you're going to drive this fucking truck. And it's a six-hour drive. Have fun. And you just finished making that same trip in 25 minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's pretty – that's kind of funny from, like, a perspective view. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, if I was him, he was like – because he, and he's a super nice kid, super motivated kid, and he was like, ah, "Well, I guess I'll see you guys later." <laughs> Can you say the reason? Uh, so one of the guys, he he was so the guy who was supposed to drive that truck ended up driving his own truck up there. So they left the government truck instead, and no one was planning on driving it up there because. They were on an assumption that this one guy was, but he instead drove his own car. So uh, somebody okay. had to drive. And honestly, I, I, I thought about volunteering to do it, but like I already asked if I could go on that TDY. And I ended up not being able to just because um, they had they had to add some like other um, base personnel to it. And when they added them, it kicked me off. So didn't get to go. Yeah, how's it been? I mean, we we could wrap up soon, but uh, how's it been going so far? You've been enjoying it? The, uh, unit, the unit and everything? Yeah, the unit's been good. Um, I like kind of being with um, the same group of people. Obviously, there's different personalities. Um, the same, I think we might have talked about this with Shark, but the, the same personality, you see the same personalities everywhere you go. Yeah, um, there's nothing there's a, new. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. There's I would say there's less of the distinct personalities, but the ones that were, um, the ones that showed up that were egregious that we all knew they're kind of there in certain aspects are just less of them. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot more laid back. There's a lot yeah. more, uh, I, I don't know who I compare it to and I probably, and I probably shouldn't or won't just for the sake of keeping people, uh, or not trying to like make fun of people or something, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's, it's different. I went, we had, there was a naming. I went to that. Um, and I got to say, the namings are pretty much the exact same <laughs> across. Oh, really? Yeah. Like all the things and roll calls and namings, they're, they're pretty much the same. Um, we do some things uh, slightly different. But um, I think also that's part of a factor of being active duty versus um, I think being active duty versus um, being in the guard. So, yeah. They probably stay away from the same stuff like we do and stuff like that. Yeah. That's yeah, probably uh, prevalent everywhere, I would imagine. Yeah, I think, I think it all kind of comes from the combat air force. Like, I, I think the big thing is, and this is not a downside. So whenever people at work eventually find out about this podcast, I'm sure they will. Um, I'm trying to keep it, not keep it on down. Like, I'm proud of the show. But being a new guy, you know, it's, uh, it will, anyways. Um, the, the, the different thing is like I think sometimes people think like fighter pilots are like okay oh we do it like this and like no one else does this and it's like okay I'm just like well uh, I was a bomber guy and I can attest that we do <laughs> but like here's the thing too right? like when we, like, we went to the roll call kind of for slag and um it's a B1 roll call versus a B52 roll call. And they're like, oh, you guys probably don't do it different. You, or you guys probably do it different than we do. 
and we like look like no do it the exact same way so it's just funny that like all these like fighters think they do different than the bombers even within the bombers they think they do different i'm sure the viper guys versus a10 guys versus f15 guys think they all do something different but we all do the same shit um and i even think like it, when it comes down to employment like 70 percent of what we do like the same principles still apply it just matters different airframes can kind of do slightly different things kinematically that's all but at the end of the day we do the same shit <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like i mean kind of like what you said like and we think the i mean i don't know i maybe you could talk to the culture but i would imagine it's kind of still around the same like personalities are some are going to work harder and uh less hard but like for the most part everybody has the same kind of idea and proficiency level within their own airframe you know what i mean if that makes sense within their own areas of expertise i guess but have you noticed anything different there um as like maybe as like a general work ethic or i don't know um, no I think, or something. I think the um i think the work ethic is there um, like kind of like you said, like different squadrons have different work ethics, you know, um, I think the work ethic is here. It might even honestly, I think it might be a little bit harder. Maybe. Uh, no, not really. It's, it's it's about the same. But the priority as far as outside of work and during work is a lot different. Um, like where some people like, for instance, when it comes to mission planning, people mission plan just well. I'll say this, no one mission plans harder than the fucking B-52. <laughs> like, just because you have to. Are you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. So, you got kinda me? Sound, yeah, it kind of sounded funny. Oh, but okay. no one no one mission plans harder than B-52. Simp- not because we're that much better, but because the system's so fucking antiquated. And the <laughs> ent- like the, everything that we do, even if it's a new system, is just kind of like a backdoor into tricking this <laughs> 60-year-old jet into thinking is doing something that it's not yeah um, it fucking sucks yeah so like you're nothing is ever specifically designed for it yeah. um versus these other aircraft it kind of is so like then you're like oh press this button it just makes sense oh yeah do this 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 it's easy no one's typing in really computer functions to change one screen you know for to input data um so no one, I, I say that no one works harder than the B-52 mission planning as far as just the amount of time you have to spend mission planning. But the attention to detail and the in-depth um, planning that goes into it is, I think it's it's across the board um, the same, um, whether it's B-52, B-1, F-16, um, AC-130, et cetera. Um, However, the difference between, I think, the personalities is, uh, and the, the, this is specifically with the guard, um, I think people, they have a lot more going on outside because they'll have two jobs or they're like, hey, I'm only, I'm here, like, I'm scheduled to work 10 hours and I will work 10 hours after 10 hours. Unless you're paying me overtime, I'm out. Um, so that's kind of like the that's the idea and there's a lot more because you have time cards also in the guard um there's a lot more issues with people kind of cutting out early and do they actually put in a full time uh, card versus yeah, yeah. active duty like you just show up and if you have to leave early it might be cool if you leave early somebody probably gives you the side eye but 
um, and they expect you to be here from this time to this time. But the guard people are like, hey, um, yeah, I'm not going to be here today. Here's I'm taking a pass day or I'm taking leave or I'm doing and they just do it, you know. Right. Yeah. So um, necessarily so. So. Necessarily so. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, OK, I think that's it. Unless you got anything else. No, nah, man. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Yep. See you guys. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.